there are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are golden retrievers. Which means Tubi is more popular than using meat-flavored toothpaste. More popular than never figuring out what W-A-L-K spells. More popular than kicking your leg when a human rubs your belly just right. Tubi. It's more popular than golden retrievers. See you in there. Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Yo, what's going on, Nation? And thank you for tuning in to another edition of the Busted Open Podcast. Today, the Fat and the Furious returns with myself, Bully Ray, and my tag team partner, the innovator of violence, Tommy Dreamer. Up on the docket today, Riddle. What a night he had. He finally resonated on the microphone. Want to hear what Dreamer thinks about Riddle moving forward. Cody Rhodes, what's next in the chapter for Cody and Seth, who will be meeting at Hell in a Cell? Who wins? Who loses? Who needs to win the most? Also, the women's division. Bianca, Becky, Asuka. There is a new number one contender in town. We're heading into a triple threat match at Hell in a Cell. Who do you want to see win? We're going to get Tommy's take. I'll give you my take. All of that, so much more, right here in the Fat and Furious edition of the Busted Open Podcast. What do you think the biggest story coming out of Raw last night was? Oof. Uh, first off, I'm, I, didn't, I don't have to get a chance really to talk about Raw. I think Raw has improved, and I also think the overall general formula that they've been doing with the show has been a much needed improvement. Um, I felt last night's show was kind of a repeat of last week, but last week was still good wrestling. So I don't mind the repeat. I kind of wish we were going into uh, backlash. It's backlash, right? This week? No, no, it's not backlash. I think we're coming up on hell in a cell. Yes, yes, yes. Sorry. Um, I wish Hell in a Cell was this weekend as opposed to another week because, like I said, the show was good. It furthered storylines. I also feel it was, you know, you and I will always talk about it. the crowd. I felt it was a kind of like two shows in the sense of the crowd, how they were into everything. Um, and the biggest thing that I took away from last night's Monday Night Raw is if I'm looking future, RK bro, no more. And now we have to look within our organization of who is going to be our, we need to now have these guys primed and ready to be our top talent. Because if you think about it, Charlotte Flair is gone. If you think about it, Randy Orton is going to probably be taking a little bit of a break. Uh, a much needed break and you know they they have done especially in the world of wwe the most unique way 
of building up Riddle. And Riddle had a breakthrough performance last night as in a promo. His work is always on par. But Riddle, if you're like, okay, this is the guy we're going to go with, then he's primed and ready. And we have to then look within the organization who else is going to be that. Because if you think about what Raw has had for a while, Raw has not had the world title. A champion, you know, that the champion is Roman Reigns. He has appeared, but he's mainly been on SmackDown and crushing it. Um, And that Raw has so far been the Cody Seth show. And now what else are we going to fill in? We have no more, you know, due to the suspensions with Sasha Naomi, our tag titles are gone. And those are two bona fide stars. So who is going to be the next people to really carry the flagship show of Monday Night Raw. So you said you believe that they're building Riddle in a unique way. How, what exactly do you mean? What is so unique about the Riddle build? Think about when Riddle first came on, it was like, what are they doing with him? Blah, blah, blah. That's why, you know, you always got to sometimes put on the brakes before your reactions. Cause for some people it's going to work. Some people it's not going to work. Um, you know, when Riddle first came on, there was a lot of what are they doing with him? Um, and yeah, you know what? I, I'll backtrack for a second. You do need to have concern because you could look at uh, a Keith Lee. You could look at uh, a carrion cross, how when the ball was dropped with them and they're no longer in the company. Um, but then you look at somebody like Riddle and Riddle continued to get over with some not the best creative, not the best stuff. But then when he hooked up with Randy and that whole man, RK bro, it was over and is over. Um, when I say with uniqueness, I don't think I've seen in the WWE the build of how they built Riddle with another WWE superstar in the longest time. And I'm sure the nation could try to help me in the sense of had they've seen something like that. First of all, I mean, the cutter alone doing the cutter was kind of like, you know, Bubba um, old school hell for the longest time. Nobody would use Shawn Michaels super kick, even when Shawn wasn't there. Um, so he has, I don't want to say taken, but given a lot of Randy Orton's move set, that was sacred only to Randy Orton. And he now has this amazing move set as long as his own move set that he can use, you know, the finisher, uh, the RKO, the DDT, even going, you know, the superplex. Those are all Randy's signatures. But if Randy's, it, it became more of like a mentor uh, relationship, kind of how like uh, Terry Funk, Tommy Dreamer, you know, Terry was my last hurdle that I needed to get me to the hardcore status. And, you know, most people relate me and Terry together or me or Mick and Terry, but it was like that way. And I love what they've done with him. But if you think about it, it's like, okay, Randy is gone. And now I have this guy who I'm, I have to now try to get over as a single star. And he had a hell of a promo. He's over with the people, but, his uniqueness of taking like it would be if someone came in and was with Hulk Hogan and then they started doing the no sell, then they did the finger point, the Hogan comeback and drop the leg. We have never really seen that in a long, long time. 
if ever, with somebody coming up within the WWE. So coming out of last night, you think Riddle or RK-Bro or the entire story that happened uh, carrying over from last Friday night on SmackDown was the biggest story. Because I got to tell you, I love the way they opened up uh, Monday Night Raw last night. Because me and Dave were talking yesterday about emphasis on tag team wrestling. And I said the WWE only puts the emphasis on tag team wrestling when they actually have two tag teams that are worthy of the TV time, worthy of the real estate, worthy of the spotlight. RK Bro and the Usos are definitely those two teams. Let me ask you this, though. If Roman Reigns wasn't involved in this entire story, and Roman Roman caused RK Bro to lose their their Raw championships to the Usos last Friday night on SmackDown. But if Roman wasn't involved, would these two teams still be garnering the spotlight that they're getting right now from the WWE? Probably not, unless it was the whole just to unite the titles and then Roman wouldn't be in it. So, no, um, it's been done great. I love that, you know, the bloodline has all the titles and it works. I mean, it works for all of them. The fact if the Usos and I mean, if there's ever two guys who are going to go out there and pull double duty on Mondays and Fridays, it would be the Usos. Uh, they have elevated tag team wrestling within the WWE. RK Bro was a tag team that was put together, kind of the WWE formula, and really got over for them. And now that that act is possibly gone, how are you going to continue the storyline? It's going to be rough, but if there's two people that could do it, it's going to be the Usos. Um, If one of my title, both, I always, I don't want to say all the time, I would like to see my champion, you know, Roman Reigns, Paul Heyman, the whole bloodline on Monday Night Raw. Uh, Don't know if there's exclusivity to SmackDown. There could be a lot of, different things because then you're dealing with different networks there's a lot of things you know that you that probably go on behind the scenes that we don't know about so it's they're doing it great and it has put a great spotlight on tag team wrestling uh and if you think about it what last night's show 30 plus minutes involving um riddle that's that's pretty important and the opening hour and he held it. He held his own. He'll always hold his own in the ring. His promo. It's funny. Like I looking, I'm looking at him and I'm like, this is their version of what they wanted Van Dam to be. Mm, yeah. Yeah. I agree. They're not. I mean, he did a lot of Indies, uh, but he came up through their system as opposed to Rob who came up through a different system. And, you know, <clears throat> there was, you were part of it. I was part of the fan sort how over Rob Van Dam was. And this is that same, but here's a guy who's developed within their system. And I think he's, he's taken, he's been handed the ball, given an opportunity and run with it and run with it every time. 
I agree with you on Riddle. I mean, when he first started out, I thought he was goofy and corny, and I wasn't quite sure, but much like everything else with the WWE, you got to give it a chance. You got to give it time. And now he's one of my favorite acts to watch in the ring. I, I, I really enjoy his work. Obviously, what he's been able, you know, Randy has done, done as much for, uh, has done a lot for Riddle, but I think Riddle has done a lot for Randy. Yeah. We've seen a different side of Randy Orton, uh, you know, a more laid back, uh, almost happy Randy Orton. And I don't know if there's such thing as a happy Viper. It's like jumbo shrimp and skinny dreamer. It's, it's an oxymoron. It just doesn't go together. Um, but uh, what I saw from him in the promo last night was it's not actually what I saw. It's what I heard. It's the reactions from the people that really grabbed me. And I said to myself last night, I was like, ah, he's starting to grab them on the stick. Now, I know last night was, it's not the first time we heard from Riddle, but it's, I think it's the first time that we heard a very serious Matt Riddle, or at least that's the way he came across to me. So I agree with you. I want to talk about the Usos for one second. The Usos to me are the most deserving team to one day beat the New Day's record. I think the New Day has 10 or 11 tag team championships. How do you feel about the Usos, obviously, as a team, the work they're doing now? And would you like them to see the Usos one day sit at the top of the most decorated tag team uh, list in the history of the WWE? Absolutely, I would. Um, if you think about it, most records are made to be broken. And however long that takes to happen, is a thing. I don't think we'll ever see Bruno Sammartino's title reign, you know, be broken um, for amount of days. But when you look at the Usos and winning those titles, again, two guys who grew up in the system, uh, they have been main event players. We saw when, you know, one was hurt, the other one become almost a bona fide single star and has, they always do it in the ring. Uh, would love to see them break the record as well, uh, just because, like I said, records <clears throat> are made to be broken as well as there's – it's hard. Like the Ric Flair record is one thing, but when it's, within, it's in the WWE, it's New Day versus Usos. And, you know, you also think about, you know, yourself. When you got inducted into the Hall of Fame, the people that put you in it, the New Day – or the Usos can put each other in the Hall of Fame. And if those records go back and forth, and I would also bring it up because that's the most important part when you have stats or records is who held it. And then we could go back and forth with it and make money with it. I think it's also a good question, maybe to throw out to the nation this morning with the work that the Usos are doing. Um, do you think the Usos are deserving of one day beating the new day's record of uh, about 10 world tag team championships. One of the other things, Tommy, that I loved about last night about how they opened the show, they, they recapped what happened last Friday night and last Friday after SmackDown, I went on social media. I went on the old Twitter machine and I said that uh, I thought it was an excellent piece of business. Uh, the main event of SmackDown. I loved the, I loved how the WWE got those crowd shots 
the look of horror on people's faces after RK Bro lost, the look of uh, bewilderment on people's faces when the Usos and Roman Reigns were getting heat on RK Bro, um, the splash through the announce table, Roman basically choking Randy out. And then they opened up Raw last night with, with, with that video package, with that recap package. And when it comes to those type of packages, nobody, nobody does it better than the WWE and the way they were able to isolate the reactions, especially with the little kid crying and his dad rubbing his shoulder and trying to console him. What great storytelling. Um, when you see that, I mean, as a fan, Tommy, we, we, we obviously love that, but as a professional, you got to be able to respect what the WWE does when it connects the dots with the stories that they want to really get across. And it has been long-term stories. They left with heat and they let, went off the air with heat. And it's like, oh my God, I need to tune in either Monday or I need to tune in next week to see what happens. And when you say WWE does it better, you are a thousand percent correct. It's also jumping across platforms. And when I say platforms, not everybody that watches raw watches SmackDown. Um, It may, or not everyone is available to see the show on Friday. So for them to not only recap it, they do it throughout the show, which I love, 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 because it, it helps you remember why, men and women are fighting. And then here's the other part that I loved about it. That interview before they went out, they acknowledged what they did on Friday, talked about people crying, have a great swagger in their promos, but they reminded you that, Hey, we're, we're bad guys and we're going to still be bad guys. Loved it. This is Bob Kendrick, president of the Negro Leagues Baseball Museum and host of Black Diamonds, a Sirius XM original podcast. Right now, we're telling the story of the team Buck O'Neill called his favorite of all time, the 1942 Kansas City Monarchs, with a special appearance from Kansas City baseball legend Frank White. Every time they stepped on the field, they probably thought they were going to win. Don't miss Black Diamond, available now on the SXM app, included with all of our trials and popular plans, or wherever you get your podcasts. As a wrestling fan, you know it's hard. All the blood, the sweat, the tears, the chairs. It's a hard day out there. And do you know what tastes incredible after a hard day in the ring? A Mike's Hard Lemonade. You get all hot and bothered, and then you can cool off with an ice-cold hard lemonade. Since day one, Mike's Hard Lemonade has been making lemonade the hard way. They take three kinds of lemons, all hand-picked from family farms, and cold-press them to create a taste like no other. They choose to do things the hard way because they know hard days deserve a hard lemonade. That's why for 25 years, nothing has tasted better after a hard day than a Mike's Hard Lemonade. Find now in store, Mike's is hard, so is prison. Don't drive drunk. Premium malt beverage with flavors. Mike's Hard Lemonade Company, Chicago, Illinois. 
The best part of spring cleaning takeaway is the post-clean clarity you get. It's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. Ditch overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for $15 a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash busted open. That's mintmobile.com slash busted open. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash busted open. $45 upfront payment required equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors, no prep, no mess meals. Meet your wellness goals in time for summer thanks to the menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors Fresh Never Frozen Meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients that you can trust. Treat yourself to restaurant-quality meals that feature premium ingredients like filet mignon, shrimp, and blackened salmon. Head to Factormeals.com slash Busted50 and use code Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code Busted50 at Factormeals.com slash Busted50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Cody Rhodes was going to the top rope to moonsault onto, onto uh, the Miz. Side note, Miz. Awesome at what he does. Always uh, never miss an opportunity to put the Miz over because he's incredible at what he does at all times. A consummate professional who you can hand absolutely anything to and he will find a way to make it work. So that's me putting the Miz over for the day. Cody goes up for the moonsault. Here comes Seth Rollins, pushes him off, uh, crash and burn. The Miz gets disqualified. Uh, Cody goes over. Uh, What did you think of, I know what stood out to me about the match and it's not even really the match, Tommy, it was the aftermath, but what did you think of the whole segment and how do you feel about Cody's progression so far? I I took to social media last night for the first time, last first tweet I sent out last night was about Cody. I go, Cody is winning these people over. And I don't mean just the people in Evansville, Indiana last night where Raw was from. I mean the WWE universe. He's slowly, truly winning them over. What do you think about Cody so far up until this point? What do you think of the match? What do you think of the aftermath? Uh, I agree with um, Cody's a star and Cody's getting the run that I don't want to say he should have had but he's getting the run that, and he's earning his run. He's earning his run through who would have thought about it? Hard work, great promos, good, great in rings and great matches with Seth Rollins who him and every time him and Seth Rollins get into the ring, they're having these, you know, mat classics uh, or really, really great matches. He's also had the perfect foils for him, which has been Seth Rollins. And you had mentioned it, 
uh, as well with the Miz. Um, the fans will gravitate towards Cody because he has a believability in what he's saying because it's part of his story, part of his journey. Uh, for me, I couldn't be prouder because those are two of my guys. Those are two of my guys that I helped get into the WWE and to watch them. And I sit back like uh, I'm, I'm like, man, I'm so happy that the WWE has given them these opportunities because I see things in people that I don't think most people see. And like, that's proof. And I'm not taking any credit for what they have done. I'm just, I'm happy that I was able to open the door for them and then they kicked it down. Um, And it, it showed in the match. You were a hundred percent right about Miz where his precursor promo, he sets the audience up to make sure that you dislike him. That little promo that he cut was so, so good because it was like, how could you want to cheer for this guy? You don't, you want to boo him and anybody that you're, he's wrestling, I'm going to cheer for. And then that's Cody. Cody's been put in these perfect environments and environments to get over. And Cody will get over um, because he has that ability. Same with Miz. Nobody won. Nobody lost. Well, it was a, a disqualification. And then the aftermath was great. And it furthered the storyline going into their hell in a cell. And an excellent promo to follow up. Hey, my knee's a little tweaked. You know, took that big bump to the floor, which is a big bump. And their storyline will continue with Seth being this evil mastermind and Cody being the babyface who's continuing on his journey. Again, helping establish Seth's already a made man, helping establish Cody as a WWE made man. And, you know, <clears throat> there's there's been a lot of speculation, a lot of talk, man. Cody, they're they're giving him the ball for a lot of reasons. And hopefully he will continue on his path and his quest and his journey. So what I really enjoyed about the segment last night, not so much the match, good match, Cody and the Miz, obviously is always going to be good, but that's not what really stood out to me. What stood out to me is when Seth Rollins took Cody's weight belt and hit him one good shot. It was flush. It made a great whipping sound. You saw the welts on Cody's back, the redness, but I wish Cody would have stayed down. Now, I'm assuming he got up as quick as he did, maybe because of a time restraint. But Tommy, those people started to chant for Cody. And if Cody would have still been down when they started to chant for him and then pull his way up, my God, I think those people would have came unglued for him. How do I know? I watched you do it every single freaking night. You would stay down until the people willed you back up. And then you got to your feet. Cody got to his feet. And once he got to his feet, they were kind of starting the Cody chant. But once he's back to his feet and they see you're okay, then the Cody chant kind of went away. I wish he would have sold longer. As a matter of fact, I, I, you know, Whenever I see baby faces get their asses kicked and other baby faces don't come out to help or nobody shows compassion for the baby face, so I almost say, I say to myself, this is not real. 
People help other people. I don't know why this popped into my head, Tommy. I almost would have liked to have seen Jimmy Smith come out from behind the announce table and just give Cody his hand and kind of just help him up to his feet. Just a man helping another man, a human being helping a few a fellow human being. I said to say, hey, man, what happened to you wasn't right. I'm just an announcer, but let me at least help you to your feet. I think that just brings an air of realism. But if even if they didn't do that, I wish Cody would have stayed down longer, sold longer so that people really could have got behind him. What do you think? Uh, I agree with your assessment. Here's it's sympathy. It's sympathy for a human being. It's sympathy for uh, your baby face. And when the people are chanting your name, you said it, but the people will help you rise to your feet. Uh, if it's a timing thing, this is kind of where you have to be an earpiece with a referee and you, the referee will, should run over to check on you and say, stay down because the real action is on Seth leaving, doing the damage. And then you could come back. This happened during break because then it's even more special that they're showing it where everybody is cheering your name. You have an arena chanting your name and then you stand up. If the Jimmy thing happens, it looks more real. <clears throat> even if it's uh, Corey or, or Byron, they come around and if he's like, Hey, I'm okay and he refuses them to help him up and they, you know, it's when the player gets knocked down or gets hurt on a football field or a baseball field. Everyone's like, oh, wow, he got blasted. A line drive, you know, hit the guy in his shoulder, or his arm. He's going to stay in the game or the player got hit by a pitch and uh, he's going to happen. Or in basketball, the guy, you know, takes a big bump on the floor. He lays there for a second. His teammates surround him and then his teammates pick him up in wrestling. You may not have these teammates, but less, like you said, someone else to help you. And you're just like, man, I got this. I just need to catch my breath. I need to, I need to be able to get up, but the people will a hundred percent get behind you. And that's when that's, you know, that's old school where they would say, listen to the crowd and the crowd was behind it. And when you arise to your feet, you're cutting them off and you don't want to cut them off because then it's like, Oh, maybe I won't cheer for you next time. Cause I know you're just going to get up anyway. A dead on balls accurate. Stay down until they chant your name. Stay down until they will you back up. Just in Rocky, when the crowd started to chant Rocky, Rocky, Rocky. I mean, just willing it, the sympathy. Um, you know, he gets to his feet. He's able to hobble away. I like the fact that he called over the the uh the referee and she was kind of helped him he gave his weight belt to the kid which is always a nice touch but i think by staying down and selling he would have gotten a lot more mileage out of that and i'm just wondering you know seeing that whip happen last night i wonder if cody is going to fall into this uh, situation where he fell into in AEW, where he had to put his body on the line so much to win the people over. I hope that's not the case with him. Uh, I, I see him in, you know, in his suit. I see you shaking your head. No, go ahead. Um, WWE won't allow that to happen. True. Very true. AEW has, you know, the talent is influential and then the talent 
you always want to wrangle back talent sometimes. And WWE has the, the boss and the things that Cody did, they won't allow unless it is something like a hell in a cell and it'll happen once a year because WWE, as you can tell, like I said, they're changing and how they're changing is they're advertising all their live events. They're devoting time on their flagship shows for their live events. AEW is working one day a week, sometimes two. WWE is pretty much back to, hey, you're doing four, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. So you're working four days a week on the road, humping it out. They're going to, I don't want to say take care of it. They're not going to let talent miss those dates. You're not going to see 10 lasses with a Singapore cane. You're, you're not going to see thumbtacks. You're not going to see the brutality because it's also safety first. And there's also a lot of other things that, you know, you're not going to see within the WWE realm unless you're a top, top guy that's going to say, listen, this is what I kind of want. This is what I need. And yeah, you're going to have to get it approved, but you're not going to see that torture of a talent. You know, hell, I mean, bleeding is not is barely going to happen. Right, right. I did enjoy it. It's just like with I don't mean to cut you off, but it's like in WWE you hear what chance and AEW you don't hear what chance it's just, it's literally though it's pro wrestling, it's different audience. And you have people that go to the same shows. I wonder if they, you know, I hate the what chance, but like there, it's just, it's a different vibe when you go to a different show. Well, we are talking about Cody. You just brought up AEW and the difference between AEW and the WWE. Uh, I think we can both agree that the version of Cody Rhodes we're seeing right now is a considerably bigger star than his original WWE run. Hear what's happening around the globe on World of Basketball. Marty Clark, who is the technical director of the NBA's Global Academy. You have to understand the next year or two years is about making sure you can coach yourself on the floor and make sure you can look after yourself off the floor. Now that's nutrition, it's psychology, dealing with media, dealing with social media. New episodes of World of Basketball, hosted by Fran Fraschilla, are released Thursdays on the SiriusXM app and wherever you get your podcasts. There are over 75 million monthly Tubi viewers. That's more people than there are influencers on the internet. Which means Tubi is more popular than sponsored posts for digestive enzymes and high coverage foundation. More popular than soft launching your boyfriend. More popular than making boomers explode with rage when you tell them how much you make on a single post. Tubi, it's more popular than influencers. See you in there. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are with unlimited 2% cash rewards. 
The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash. Last night, the main event, Becky Lynch versus Asuka. Bianca Belair was at ringside. Lots of talk about what's going on with the women's division right now. Lots of, obviously, the fallout of the whole Sasha Naomi walkout, the, the, the main event world title picture. How did you feel about the match last night? How did you feel about, what do you think about the direction they have with Becky, Asuka, and Bianca? 30,000 feet, what do you got? Um, with the situation with uh, the women, it's now, like I said before, it's time for the WWE to say, okay, who is going to either replace them or there's two open spots. Who's it going to be? Where has Zelina Vega been? Where has Carmella been? Who am I going to call up? There's a whole lot of different ways that you go because there's now two open spots. Um, now we're talking about the match. Like I said, it was a lot like last week, the the flow of Raw, but it was a very, very good Raw. Solid main event. I'm very, very happy to see that Becky is a fan of Seinfeld with her puffy pirate shirt. Loved it. And I loved how her promo where she cut and she's like, I still have the green in my hair, which puts over the mist. Um, the match was solid. I love Asuka, love seeing her back uh, doing what she does. And I love seeing the women in the main event. Uh, I know you have a lot of the, the tightening of the screws. There was two instances within this match where we needed to have tightening of the screws. I also love the storyline of if you get in, hey, you're going to face all of three of women. And Becky was like, hmm, like first, like, uh, did my mouth, did I just put my foot in my mouth? Excellent segue to get us into interested into a match that we've already seen. We saw it last week, and now we're going to see it again. Kept my interest peaked. The tightening of the screws part. <clears throat> the one where um, Becky went into Bianca's lap and Bianca was just sitting there like, what, how is this girl going to get off? I've seen Bianca Belair pick press women over her head. I've seen her pick uh, women who maybe double in her weight, push her off and she can't get Becky off of her. That where she should have been shoved into more violently or Becky goes to throw Asuka and Asuka reverses her into her, and then you could do the kick, or you could have done the mist, and Bianca gets misted. I loved the, the thought of it, but just that whole, she's sitting there, I can't get somebody off of my lap, was a little eh. And then the roll into the, the, the ring was great because she beat the 10 count, you needed to let that exhaust for just, man, a couple more seconds because the people actually got into it and it, it's hard to get people into, oh, wow, they made it back in. And then the roll up, which looked a little weird, but the ropes are right there and you're a heel cheat to win because how it was built, the heel outsmarted the baby face twice. And when that happens, you're not a heel. And Becky Lynch has been do Becky Lynch has been beloved for years. And those are the little things that you always got to remember because now she's been a bona fide heel 
And we saw how that whole story evolved. Great long-term storytelling. And her character has changed. But when you do those two little things, because little things mean everything, my baby face got outsmarted twice. My baby face that hasn't been around for a long, long time. And my baby face who too is beloved because then they'll switch and you don't want them to switch. So those are my little, as you always say, tightening of the screws, but the beating of the count was when you have, it's like when you have the people milk it for a little bit, we just talked about with Cody beat that count. Yay. Oh my God. Because you would have won by count out, which is a cheap way to win, but then you cleanly beat a person. Unfortunately, the gun to the head on Monday night raw is live TV and hitting your times, especially um, in the main event when they have to go off the air. So I think that applies to the Cody situation. I'm actually, I'm not positive because Cody got to his feet. He started to walk away. He called the referee over. He gave his weight belt away. I think Cody could have stayed down for another 10 to 15 seconds and still gotten the point across. I understand what you're saying uh, about, you know, you know, tightening of the screws in that match. Uh, and I teach this all the time uh, during psychology class at the Team 3D Academy in Danbury, Connecticut. Never, if you're a heel, never outsmart your baby face. You're not doing your baby face any favors if you're showing that you're smart of them. You shouldn't be able to out-wrestle them. You shouldn't be able to outsmart them. You should always try to find the loophole, always find a way to cheat, always try to find a way to manipulate, always try to find a way to do something behind the referee's back. This way, the people, because if I'm a, uh, even at Tommy, if you went, if you're the baby face and I'm the heel and you go to the top rope and you go to splash me and I just roll in, and you miss. Well, I outsmarted you. A fan could look at that and go, well, Tommy was stupid. He should have never did that. You never want a fan to look at their baby face and be disappointed in the baby face or say the baby face should have known better. Or you never want the Oh, that heel was pretty smart. That was a smart move. It also applies to moves. You don't want heels doing things that look so good in the ring that the people instinctually pop for it. It's like when a, when a heel does a cool move and the people pop, it's not doing your heel any good. I mean, obviously you agree with that. Right? I think you agree with that. Yes. I, I don't mind if I'm using your example and obviously you're going to roll because you're like Humpty Dumpty. Um, ah! If you get out of my way, cool. And then if you followed up with a cool roll up, not cool, but if you get out of the way and I'm selling my ribs and you just come over and punt me in my ribs, or as soon as I hit that splash, I sell up and you do the ropes are right there. Foot on the ropes, grab the ropes, grab trunks, trunks and ropes. My baby face that I love just got screwed over. How am I not? It helps her character being Becky and it helps my opponent who's losing character because oh man if becky didn't cheat she would have won and, and uh, listen i am i want to leave the people always with like i exhaust i want to exhaust you especially if i'm on the main event the mist will always get a reaction it could be becky's goes to ram oscar's head into the announce booth Oscar reverses it or blocks it with a back elbow. Becky bumps into Bianca. Bianca stands up 
as that little altercation, you spin her around, you go for the mist, move, there's Bianca. And yes, she outsmarted her there. But then be, uh, Becky could then ram Asuka's head into it. Count, count, count. I want to win, but I can't. I know I can't beat this woman, so I got to cheat to beat her. She beats the count. Yay. And then, oh, what happened? No, like she was doing everything in her power to cheat. And it won. It'll make me want to see the match more. Make me more invested into the match. She beat my baby face twice. Why are things like this so crystal clear to us? And I don't think that this is not Monday morning quarterback because we would have seen these things as the match was being put together. Why is it so obvious to me and you, but not to the talent, more importantly, not to the producer? And I can make a case that some of the talent in the WWE we're considerably more over than their producers have ever been. Uh, I don't know. I don't know that, that the system. And, and honestly, dude, sometimes things get lost. Busted Open is part of the SiriusXM Sports Podcast Network. The producer is Gabby Laspisa. The associate producer is Andre Viola. Sound design by Neri Bailon. Special thanks the SiriusXM Senior Vice President of Sports Programming and Podcasting, the legendary Steve Cohen, and SiriusXM Fight Nation Program Director, Mother Marissa, Marissa Rivas. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. With the Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card, you can earn unlimited 2% cash rewards on purchases you want and purchases you need. That means you earn 2% cash rewards on what you want, like season tickets to watch your favorite team, and 2% cash rewards on what you need, like paying for parking. That's the beauty of the Active Cash Credit Card. It's ready when you are, with unlimited 2% cash rewards. The Wells Fargo Active Cash Credit Card. That's real life ready. Terms apply. Learn more at wellsfargo.com slash active cash.